The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out save the dates? Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to Search. Insights Week on the Voices of Search podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and this week we're going to publish an episode every day discussing how you can maximize the impact of search data for your decision-making inside and outside of your SEO efforts. Joining us for Search Insights Week is Tyson Stockton and Alan Turner, who together run sales and services at Searchmetrics, which is an SEO and content marketing platform that helps enterprise-scale businesses monitor their online presence and make data-driven decisions. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. So far this week, Alan Tyson and I have talked about the data-driven decision-making framework, the trouble with traditional research using search. And yesterday, we talked about improving your decision-making through search data. Today, we're going to talk about some real-world use cases and how to apply search data in the wild. All right, here's the fourth installment of Search Insights Week with Tyson Stockton and Alan Turner from Search Metrics. Tyson Allen, happy Thursday. Welcome back to Search Insights Week on the Voices of Search podcast. Happy Thursday, Ben. I figure at this point I have my Rocky music going. I'm near we're nearing the end of the That wasn't an invitation to sing, Ben. All right, we're in the mood. We're ready to do some podcasting. Guys, we've been talking about how to use search data and how it can improve your decision making. Yesterday we talked about thinking about using search data to understand some of the macro trends happening in your industry, what's happening with your company and getting an unbiased view to make your decisions, not just relying on your company data. Now, let's talk a little bit about some of the ways you've seen this being applied in the wild. How are people actually using search data to make it valuable, 
to run their businesses more efficiently and to just make better data-driven decisions? So, I mean, I would start on the most fundamental level to it. And so that's going to be based around the demand. And I think one, sure, it's great to say this category is better than others. I still won't admit to skiing being better. But like with that, I think that doesn't really get us to actually making, you know, guiding decisions as much. So it's like we want to break down demand into things like seasonality. So by looking at it on a monthly basis, we're able to kind of aggregate into quarters, even months, which then could give us direction into guiding marketing campaigns. Give me a real world example. You're talking about seasonality. Real world example. Let's look at, again, we'll keep on the same theme, skiing, snowboarding. Well, most time people look at, and especially traditionally, people would look at those winter sports as being a Q4 initiative. And a lot of people would start to remove those kind of products from the showroom floor, or they would decrease it on a website's presence going into Q1. Well, when we start to dig into the actual search demand data, we see for a lot of the categories within the winter sports, so like when we're breaking down maybe like winter apparel, winter hard goods, things like that. You can actually see in a lot of those categories that you have stronger demands in Q1 than Q4. So now that gives me guidance into if it's stocking of the showroom floor, if it's prioritizing marketing sales campaigns, if it's prioritizing homepage presence of it. Well, I'm going to want to make sure that I'm making my push on winter sports, maybe not as strong in Q4, but I really want to make that in Q1 when it's at peak demand. And so that's a way to basically use the monthly search demand to make smarter decisions in how and when you're competing in those categories. Now, there's an important follow-up question here that, yes, we understand that skiing is better than snowboarding because we have search data at a macro level to tell us that there's more volume for skiing than snowboarding, right? We already know that. I'm busting your chops here. Second off... We understand when the volume is going to be highest, when there's the most demand for winter sports good. We don't necessarily understand why. And so here's how I would go about it. You know, I would start looking at the queries and getting a little bit more granular in this case. You know, you have the value of all of this data, but you also have the intent data, right? You can look at popular questions related to winter coats and winter gear. And it might be replacing or repairing an old winter jacket. You can also look at seasonality and understand that it might get colder below a certain degree average temperature in specific regions and be able to figure out using search data what is driving the demand. You can really get more granular to start to hone in on answering some of these questions or get a theory. I think this is a good point to say where you can apply search data to other other data points to provide a more accurate understanding of why that market is showing the demand that it is. So I do think it's really important to state that search data is unbiased and very accurate data. It is not the end-all be-all in any case. And I do think based off of understanding how consumers are searching for particular categories of products, we can now take that data, attach it to other forms of data that we may have, where we may also be looking at, in the case of 
the winter, we may be looking at what is the average temperature in that region. We may be looking at what particular products have done well in that region, et cetera. And we then are able to have a more broad view with more accuracy based off of search data being applied to those other forms of data. I think that's a really good point. We talk about applying search data to gain insights. It doesn't mean that you're only relying on search data, that your search data can be overlaid against some of your other data, whether it's quantitative or qualitative. Look, we figured out that people are buying more winter gear in Q1. If we're trying to understand why, you mentioned we might look at the average temperature, right? That's a different data source. And we're trying to understand what regions. Well, you're looking at locality. Maybe we're going you know, back into our customer database and understanding where people are buying their products. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help, and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie-cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. Give me some other examples of ways that consumers, you know, we talked about winter sports already. What are some other ways that your customers are using search data to gain insights in the wild? Yeah, Ben, so there's actually several probably interesting topics that we could touch on in ways that our customers are using the data. One of the most interesting ways for me was, and probably one of the most basic in understanding is what data is out there and what are research firms that are out there in the more traditional way, what are they providing? So if we would take like the music industry, for example, we take musical instruments, a multi-billion dollar industry, what data is actually out there for them to understand their markets and understand not only local markets, but national markets and comparing country data. For example, One of our clients is comparing what the demand is for pianos in one country versus another country. And they're really able to understand how to position themselves based off of the data that they've received from search data. And they're able to understand what stores they want to put their products in. They're able to understand what websites do they want to advertise on because the understanding of the demand based off of the traffic, et cetera, that a store is gaining or that a website is gaining. And I find that to be a really interesting example because they were looking to get that data from the traditional resources. They were looking to get that data from IDC. They were looking to get that data from, say, a Nielsen, et cetera. And it just wasn't available in a real-time on-demand format 
which is what we're discussing here, is there's a difference in using that lagging data. There's a difference in understanding, hey, someone bought this and this is the data we're going to use to understand where we want to go in the future. And it is that ability to have that real-time flexibility in making decisions. Yeah, and I think you bring up a good point that you know, you're able to compare region by region and that search data is not only something that's happening here you know, domestically in the United States, it's also something that you're able to benchmark that is relatively similar. I think search behavior is pretty standard and ubiquitous worldwide. So you're able to collect data you know, everywhere. Tyson, give me one last example of how someone is using search data in an interesting fashion. So one of my favorite ways, and a lot of this ties into my own bias, and typically when us as SEOs look at it, we're looking at the most recent data set. And I think looking at how that's grown historically adds the context and a little more granularity that then can guide better decisions. So one thing, and we kind of alluded to it earlier in this conversation, was great. If I'm up 20%, maybe I'm feeling pretty good myself. But if I don't understand the rate that the industry is growing, then I don't really have the context if I'm gaining or losing market share. So this can be applied from a search market share as far as like, what's my share of voice? Great. I'm the SEO manager for an in-house company. I grew 20%, but the market actually grew 30%. So I'm losing market share. That same demand ratio could be applied to your overall business. And they have context if they're beating or underperforming the way that the market's developing. Jordan, thanks for chiming in. Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. Everyone, it's a celebrity drive-by. And Jordan, I'm going to put you on the spot here as we're recording. We're talking about the value of search data and how organizations aren't using it. Who's doing the best job? Give me a use case and example of how someone is using search data to improve their decision-making process. Well, that's a great question, Ben. And, you know, I think there's a variety of different players out there that are doing a great job of using search data. You know, I think one of my favorite ones is how some large enterprises are just really absorbing Google Search Console data and mapping it to third-party resources like Search Metrics and others to really understand how the information that they receive from Google is mapping up to their own expectations and performance. So give me a real-world example of someone... And you don't have to name the company, but a company that's actually doing this. Yeah. So one of the companies that I know very well that does this is a large media publisher. They have, you know, probably over 50 different websites and brands that they manage. And it becomes very difficult to have to go into absorbing that data one by one when you can aggregate it and then map it or overlay it with search metrics or internal analytics data to get a better view on how certain KPIs, like say Web Vitals or the impression rate that Search Console provides you, how does that really reflect with my ranking data from search metrics or my traffic data that I have from my analytics sources? Jordan, last question for you. What's better, skiing or snowboarding? Come on, he doesn't ski or snowboard. (laughs) 
<laughs> I, uh, I'm a skier myself. There we go. <laughs> Plenty of people that disagree. With lies, lies. All right, <laughs> You're, that's a that's a three to one vote. Alan, Jordan, and I all agree skiing is superior to snowboarding. Bunch of kooks. Jordan, I will call you back after I'm done with this podcast. Thank you for joining the Voices of Search podcast. <laughs> Anytime, guys. Love you guys. Bye bye. All right. I think that's a perfect way to wrap up the episode. And that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Tyson Stockton, Alan Turner, and I guess Jordan Cooney. Join us again tomorrow when we wrap up Search Insights Week and talk about how SEOs can drive impact in their organization outside of SEO. If you're interested in contacting Tyson or Alan, you could find a link to their LinkedIn profiles in our show notes. Or you could visit their company's website, which is searchmetrics.com. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Hrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Hrefs because they just launched their Hrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to voicesofsearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions. You can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you could always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter, and my personal handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app, and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data.